this is the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm Doug, and he's Sean. Hey, Sean, you know, um, April happens to be Parkinson's Awareness Month, and uh, today we're especially happy to have Richard London in. He's the author of A Handbook for Life. Uh, nothing seems to stop him from living his life to the fullest, not even Parkinson's, and he also had a bout with cancer several years ago. Um, you know, you may know a little bit about Parkinson's, uh, like Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's, Muhammad Ali, he has uh, Parkinson. Richard London will share vital information about the disease and who's most at risk, even though he'll inspire you to be successful and happy through life's journey no matter what your circumstances. Uh, you're absolutely right, Doug. Uh, you know, looking at uh, his uh, biography, it's it's amazing the things that he's gone through and the things he still continues to do in his life. I am really excited about this show. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to uh, uh, mention a few things. Uh, got a lot of great information outside of the, the interview with, uh, 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 with Richard. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, beneficiary IRAs today as well. So if you have recently... Uh, inherited an IRA, a 401k from a uh, family family member, you're going to want to keep it right here because we're going to talk about some key issues that uh, goes along with uh, those types of accounts, especially when you inherit them. Uh, some, some issues within the tax code that can actually help save you thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over time in taxes uh, by allowing these things to uh, to really stretch them out. So we're really excited about that. Uh, and we do want to mention, uh, if you have questions, you can always uh, go to uh, wealthguardiansradio.com. Especially if you've inherited an IRA, we would love to talk to you about your situation. Make sure that you don't make the, uh, the, the mistakes from a tax perspective that a lot of people make every single year. We want to make sure that you uh, uh, don't pay Uncle Sam any more than you absolutely have to. So, again, you can go to WealthGuardiansRadio.com right now. Uh, click on Contact Us, and uh, we'll call you back uh, first of the week. You know, this uh, chat today about uh, designation, beneficiary designations on these retirement accounts, I think uh, is, is coming at a good time because you and I have um, mutual clients up in the triad area that are uh, getting their wills and trusts and everything updated, sure. and they're going to have to go through a whole series of beneficiary updates. So, right. uh, And I know a lot of people are probably in that position. I met with a couple uh, a couple weeks ago that hadn't had um, hadn't even pulled their will out of the uh, file cabinet in 20 years, so they, they really needed that. Which is, which is scary, and, and you, you look at you know how easy it is to overlook those types of uh, changes. I mean, maybe you had a, uh, a change in marriage, you had a divorce, uh, you had a death in the family, things like that, and all of a sudden those beneficiary designations are just totally, they haven't been, they haven't been accounted for. I mean, that is something I would say, you know, minimum at least every five years take a look at it, if not once per year. Well, there's always that classic uh, case history of the New York City school teacher who wasn't married when she uh, started uh, teaching and uh, had the 403B, mm-hmm. um, married somewhere around her fifth year or so in, in teaching, but forgot to change the beneficiary designations on the 403B. Okay. Um, by the time she retired, she had over a million dollars in that 403B had been married for 20-some-odd years, and um, the beneficiary on the 403B, I believe, was her sister and brother. And when, um, and unfortunately in this case, she actually uh, predeceased her husband, 
And uh, this case actually went to the Supreme Court. Oh, my god. And gosh. the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the sister and brother because it was the beneficiary designation trumped uh, being married in this case. So you think, hey, my spouse is going to get half, you know, they're going to get 100% of, of my 401ks, my 403bs in this case, and they end up getting nothing. Exactly. Which is just, you know, again, estate planning is extremely important, but there are a few things that you can do. Um, and again, we would love to sit down with you if you have not had your uh, IRAs, your 401ks reviewed to make sure, you know, all the documentation, all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Please sit down with us. We would love to talk with you one-on-one. The easiest way to do that is uh, go to WealthGuardiansRadio.com, click Contact Us, and we will call you back first thing next week. Sounds good to me, Sean. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about our guest today, uh, Richard London. He is the author of A Handbook for Life, A Practical Guide to Success and Happiness. He is a North Carolinian, lives near Charlotte. And uh, Richard also hosts an internet talk show it's called Health Chat with Richard London. Okay. He's the, uh, an author and a motivational speaker, and he is a person with Parkinson's disease. He talks across the U.S., Canada, sharing secrets with people with Parkinson's and their caregivers on how to live with that disease. You know, Doug, he's also undergone nine surgeries following a life-changing automobile accident that put him in and out of hospitals for roughly 10 months. Uh, he, in 2003, he was actually diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer, and now he's an 11-year cancer survivor. Uh, two years after his cancer diagnosis, he was, di- he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, since then, listen to this, he's actually uh, earned his black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, he started scuba diving. He's written two books. Uh, he, you know, he absolutely loves life. You know, he cherishes his life, his relationships. Uh, he's been happily married uh, to his uh, wife for 28 years, has two adult children, children, just a uh, great support network. That is quite a resume. Well, uh, with no further ado, Richard, let's get you into this show. I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, amazed here at, uh, at what you've accomplished. Hello, Doug and Sean. How are you guys doing today? Great, yeah. great. Well, you know, obviously you've had a lot to, to overcome, and, you know, we definitely admire your tenacity to, you know, push through all of these roadblocks that uh, life has thrown at you. You know, what gives you the drive to keep going? You know, where does your, uh, where does that inner energy come from? Well, I, I think it comes from, well, first of all, from, from learning the hard way over the course of the years. Uh, as I face challenges that uh, you can't wallow in self-pity, at some point you need to pick yourself up and basically stop feeling that you're a victim. And I, I would think that would be the biggest thing is we're not a victim of our circumstances uh, and we can, we're in control of what we do with our days. If you just joined us, you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray and Sean Lee, and today's guest is Richard London the author of A Handbook for Life, A Practical Guide to Success and Happiness. You can also get more information about Richard on his website at www.ahandbookforlife.com. Richard, before the show, I was on your website, and I, and I noticed the, that that accident you had, you were actually on a, on a motorcycle, and this was quite some time ago. A car pulled in front of you, and... Uh, uh, you ran into it, and then you went through an ordeal of nine surgeries. And then that's just been the beginning of of, uh, of all the uh, things that have happened to you over time. 
yeah, when when that happened, I was actually 19 years old. Uh, my major in college was law enforcement. I wanted to be a special agent for the FBI. And then after that accident, I didn't know if I'd ever walk right again. So uh, talk about, you know, a 19-year-old sitting there thinking his entire life is uh, basically in, sh- in shambles and all, all the dreams I had. And that was, I guess, my first opportunity to start uh, some self-assessment. And when you sat down and, and you looked at life like that, I mean, obviously you went through some sort of a grieving process and, and some depression. How did you get out of that? Well, I I was very fortunate uh, in that I had uh, two parents. My parents were actually divorced when I was uh, 15, but even so, both of them were good influences on my life and teaching me that uh, all problems in life are temporary and that you have to find a way to make your problem temporary. Well, Richard, we're up against a break right now. When we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about Parkinson's since this is uh, April and it's Parkinson's Awareness Month. We want to bring that into focus. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray and Sean Lee. You are back with The Wealth Guardians radio show. I'm Sean Lee. He's Doug Ray. I hope uh, everyone out there is having a wonderful uh, spring weekend, uh, getting a lot of things done, uh, being out and about. Uh, Today we're talking to uh, Richard London. He's the author of A Handbook for a Life to uh, Practical Guide to Success and Happiness. Uh, Richard has dealt with a lot of adversity in his life, and we're going to get right back to him about some inspirational uh, ways that uh, he made it through. Uh, But first, uh, if you uh, have a inherited IRA, or if you've just recently inherited a uh, 401k IRA, 403b, you know, some type of uh, tax qualified plan, uh, it's time to do a review to figure out what is the best way to take that uh, that IRA. Should you stretch it? Should you, uh, you know, spread out that uh, tax liability over a long period of time? Pay Uncle Sam just a little bit at a time and keep that tax deferral going. Does that make sense? Uh, along with that, uh, you know, we would love to offer you a a free portfolio stress test. Uh, this is a, a, a exhaustive process where we actually x-ray your portfolio, your 401k, your IRA, your brokerage account, and identify, you know, how much risk are you taking in your portfolio? What types of returns can you expect? If we go through another 2008 to 2009 type uh, downturn, uh, how much could your portfolio potentially uh, potentially lose? And do you have enough time to, uh, to, to wait for recovery? Uh, is that the best place to be? So if you'd like to find out uh, how much uh, you're, you're, on, you're on pace to get and the risk that you're taking, again, a free portfolio stress test. All you have to do is uh, go to our website at wealthguardiansradio.com. Click Contact Us. Again, that's wealthguardiansradio.com. So let's get back to talking uh, to uh, Richard, Doug. Hey, Richard. uh, Let's get you back in here. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Parkinson's because you're living with Parkinson's right now. What are some of the misunderstandings about that disease? I think one of the the biggest things, Doug, is people think Parkinson's is an old person's disease. Uh, I was actually diagnosed at 49, Michael J. Fox diagnosed in his late 30s, early 40s. Uh, there's uh, term, a term that they use is young onset. Young onset is generally anybody uh, diagnosed under age 50, and they're saying that 20% of the people with Parkinson's these days are diagnosed uh, age 50 and younger. Uh, and I didn't realize that. You know, uh, Muhammad Ali obviously uh, is, is living with Parkinson's also. Would the fact that he was a professional fighter, could that have 
brought Parkinson's on or, or exaggerated it or anything? There's there's certainly um, uh, an indication that uh, head trauma over a period of time is could have been a factor for him. Uh, the, the problem is people don't know what causes Parkinson's, if there is even a single cause. Uh, a lot of times the doctors say that there's a, a genetic component as well as an environmental component. Um, it's... Uh, it's different with everybody. Uh, there is one thing. Uh, a lot of uh, veterans uh, that were in the service exposed to uh, Agent Orange and other uh, pesticides like that, um, the VA has recognized uh, that as being a uh, one of the causes of Parkinson's disease for people. Hmm. Well, what type of medications are available, and, and uh, are there some problems with them? The gold standard medicine or medication that they give for Parkinson's disease is called levodopa. Uh, it's been around for about 50 years. And so it's, it's sad to say that that's still the best medication that they have out there. And levodopa, uh, Parkinson's is a degenerative neurological disease. I actually like to say Parkinson's is a degenerative neurological, <coughs> neurological disease for which Western medicine has no known cure. Um, and so what the, what the medicine does is it just kind of hides the symptoms as the d- disease progresses. They increase your uh, dosage on the medicine uh, until they get to the point that it's not going to do any good. And then a lot of times they recommend what's called brain surgery, and uh, well, it's, it's called a DBS. And uh, I know quite a number of people who have had the DBS brain surgery. Uh, it has served them well, but it is uh, surgery with multiple complications. So... Uh, it's with the doctors. It's kind of a, a gamble of uh, trying to take care of the symptoms at the same time as the, disease, the medications give other side effects. Uh, Rich, let me ask you a question: Are there any are there any alternative uh, methods of uh, uh, therapy for this? Any you know uh, uh, more therapeutic? Any herbal? You know any type of non traditional uh, treatment uh, options? You'll, you'll notice, Sean, that I said uh, it's a degenerative neurologic, neurological disease which Western medicine has mm-hmm. no known cure. And I say that because there's a number of other uh, modalities and, and uh, complementary treatments from other cultures. I was fortunate. I discovered a little bit over three years ago, six years into my Parkinson's journey, uh, a Tibetan herb and uh, started taking that. And I have actually been totally Western medication-free for three years. Uh, the, the the best thing, in my opinion, for Parkinson's patients, mm-hmm. everywhere I go, and I talk all across the country, in the U.S., Canada, is exercise, movement and exercise. The more you move and keep your body moving, the better you'll be. And your movement makes you feel better enough to take the medicine. So exercise and then take your medicine. Okay. Well, Richard... Do you have any idea how many folks in the United States uh, have Parkinson's? Uh, they say 1.5 million. The, uh, the numbers they say internationally is 5 to 6 million. U.S. is 1.5 million. There are more people diagnosed with Parkinson's disease than MS, muscular dystrophy, and ALS combined. Wow. You mentioned a moment ago that you, uh, you found a... Um uh, Tibetan uh, medication that's helped you a lot. Does that medication, uh, is it widely available, or uh, and does it help everybody, or is it just to help just some folks? Uh, it's an herbal supplement. Uh, I found it over the Internet. There's a number of other 
Uh, there's uh, Ayurvedic treatments uh, from Indian uh, uh, doctors or practitioners. There's a number of other things. The, the, what people need to do is find what works for them uh, and work, figure out their own uh, cocktail of uh, uh, treatments, so to speak. Well, so what is the most uh, frequent question that you're asked about Parkinson's disease? The most frequent question I get asked about Parkinson's disease is, how long is it going to be before I start looking like Michael J. Fox or Muhammad Ali? And the answer to that is nobody knows. Everybody's Parkinson's is individual. Uh, They progress at different rates. Their symptoms are different. Um, But that's that's the biggest thing. And uh, we were talking a minute ago about the medications and Parkinson's symptoms. Uh, one One of the myths is that people look at Michael J. Fox and they see the flailing arms, it's called dyskinesia, and they assume that that's a Parkinson's symptom. That's not. It's a side effect of his medicine. Hmm. Okay, if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to Wealth Guardian's radio show. Uh, we're talking to uh, Richard London. He's an author. He, uh, we're discussing myths about Parkinson's disease, how to be successful and happy in spite of health issues. Um, Richard, if you if you had to narrow it down to one thing that really you know has helped you you know battle this disease, what would you say that is? Attitude, absolutely, positively, attitude. Uh, people have you know people that are successful with anything in life, with any kind of challenge that they have, don't sit there feeling sorry for themselves. Don't feel like they're a victim. Find a way to do something about it. When uh, you know when I was. Um, diagnosed with Parkinson's uh, was the same thing as when I was uh, diagnosed with my prostate cancer. I'm now an 11-year cancer survivor and lying in the hospital after that motorcycle accident. You have your pity party. Everybody goes through it, and, you know, we all were emotional human beings. We're all going to have that initial crash. But at some point you need to stop, pick yourself up, and say, am I going to continue to wallow in self-pity, or am I going to do something about it? and uh, have the right attitude and find the right way that I can enjoy my life. For anybody out there that wants to get more information, Richard, you've got a a website called www.handbookforlife.com. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk about that Handbook for Life a little bit uh, because I think that's uh, something that's uh, very important for people who face challenges like this to to get their hands on and, and, and go through it. That's absolutely right. And uh, before we go uh, to the next segment, uh, standing offer, free portfolio retirement stress test. All you need to do, go to WealthGuardiansRadio.com. That's WealthGuardiansRadio.com. And you are listening to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show with Sean Lee and Doug Ray. We'll be right back after this brief message. The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray and Sean Lee, where it's all about the health, wealth, and freedom. You need to live life your way. Today's guest is Richard London. He's the author of The Handbook for Life, A Practical Guide to Success and Happiness. Before we get back to talking with Richard, and I do want to talk uh, to him about uh, his handbook, uh, I looked at it uh, myself, and I think it's an incredible instrument for people who, uh, for anybody really, who who needs some some motivation, and we all need some motivation from time to time, but if you're dealing with some challenges out there, uh, it really is a, a great tool for you to uh, to use. Um, for the listeners, I want you to uh, 
uh, pay special attention to the show today. In the fourth segment, Sean and I are going to talk about uh, inherited IRAs. Uh, should you stretch them? Should you cash them out? What are the pros? What are the cons? We're also going to talk about beneficiary designations on uh, on uh, IRAs and, and other uh, uh, investment-type vehicles. But also, I want to put out to you, we haven't offered this in a few weeks, and I think it's time to offer it again, too, a free Social Security optimization. You've probably heard a lot about that uh, on radio, even TV now, about Social Security optimization. And Maybe you're curious, maybe you, you don't know what it is, but bottom line, what it is, is it's the ability for us to figure out the best way for a couple to file for their Social Security benefit so that you can get the most amount of dollars from your Social Security benefits over your lifetime. And I've always said over two years on this radio program that I have yet uh, to not be able to find uh, less than $50,000 for a couple. So that's $50,000 and up that we've been able to find for for couples uh, in the area. And uh, generally it's about $100,000 to $150,000 more. Uh, in some cases, upwards of $200,000 more in Social Security benefits. So if you uh, just go on to the WealthGuardiansRadio.com, uh, there is a tab on there for Social Security maximization right there on the front page. Go ahead and get in that and uh, put your uh, information in there, and we'll be calling you uh, to give you a free Social Security optimization report. That's exactly right, Doug. And, you know, you look at there's there's over 18 different strategies with over 1,400 different strategy and age combinations uh, that a married couple could deal with as far as trying to, col- you know, collect the best benefit uh, for their particular situation. So we've got a great software package that will actually analyze your specific situation and show you, can you get an extra hundred, hundred and fifty, $200,000 of cumulative lifetime benefits uh, out of your Social Security payments. Does it make sense to do that? How does that uh, affect everything else that you've got going in your overall retirement plan? Very easy process. Just go to WealthGuardiansRadio.com, click on the tab, and uh, we'll uh, get you that free report. And you know, Sean, most people only file for Social Security one time, so they Better do it Gotta right. Got to get it right. Mm-hmm. Got to get it right. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit more to uh, Richard. Uh, Richard, tell us a little bit about your handbook. Uh, you know what somebody who uh, if if they want to go ahead and get that, how do they get it? And you know what are they going to get out of it? The best the best way the book is available online at Amazon or Barnes and Noble uh, dot com. The best way is probably my website, and you've mentioned it a couple times. www dot a handbook forlife.com, and you do need the A. Uh, here's, here's what prompted me to write the book. I had actually been through my challenges, uh, the cancer and the, prost- the uh, prostate cancer, the Parkinson's, the motorcycle accident, and stopped and just thought to myself, why is it that I've gone through what I've gone through and have still uh, kept a positive attitude about life, uh, still very... Uh, active it, with work and personally and professionally, and put down those little tips and wanted to put them into a, a book. But I had read over the course of my life a number of self-help books, as I'm sure a lot of people have, and I found the biggest problem with self, a lot of self-help books is they just ask too much of people to change everything in their life in order to uh, take on whatever new attitude they're trying to adopt. So that's why I created a handbook for life in a short, 
easy-to-read fashion. And if you just tuned in, this is The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray and Sean Lee. Today our guest is Richard London, the author of The Handbook for Life. Richard, one of the things about that book that I, I like a lot is at the, um, the end of every chapter, you have a little exercise for people to, to actually go through uh, so that it will cement those ideas even further into their psyche. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, can, you can sit and read the book in, in one sitting if you want to, but to get the most out of it, there's, uh, there are actually two exercises. The first one you take immediately, it's kind of a little bit of a self-assessment, reinforcing the points from the chapter. And then the next one is exercises of things to uh, look at in your life or to, uh, to simple things to do over the next uh, week or so. And cumulatively, I think it really works extremely well. People have come back to me and, and told me how much it's uh, made changes for them. You also have some CDs and DVDs. Are they different, or should you uh, get them in combination with a book? Just tell, tell us a little bit about that. The interesting thing about the book is, and I, I did a word search after I did the first draft of the book, and found that I did not mention the word cancer or Parkinson's once in the entire book. You've been saying that you, you, you've looked at it and you said, well, this is good for anybody. The fact of the matter is, it is. It's a, it's a general philosophies on setting, achieving goals, and overcoming obstacles. The audio CDs and my DVD are specifically geared towards uh, people with Parkinson's, their caregivers, uh, tips on living well with the disease, uh, how to cope with uh, those health challenges. Well, tell us uh, just briefly, I guess, what what is the most important thing for somebody who may be listening right now that has some, some major health challenges? What, what should they be doing? The first thing to do is understand that if you're not careful and you get on the Internet, you're going to just be inundated by all the doom and gloom and the, and the bad things. So... That's not where you want to. That's not what you want to be focusing on or looking at. You want to kind of cut out the negative. You want to find a support support groups. There's support groups for virtually every disease that's out there. Um, what you got to be careful with the, with the support groups is that they're not depression sessions. Not people just going and griping about their health issue. The people are actually working on uh, helping support and uplift the people around them and showing them how they can live well with what they've got going. And it comes back to, you know, attitude. Understand that there's very, very, very little that you're going to be uh, diagnosed with that's going to be an instant instant death sentence. Everything out there, there's a way to work with. He's Richard London. His website is www.ahandbookforlife.com. Richard, let's talk about your laughter presentation. Well, I... uh, it's interesting. I had, shortly after I wrote A Handbook for Life, I was contacted by a company or by some people that wanted to do a uh, book interview, book review for me. And so before the book review, they were going to do an interview over the phone. I figured I'd get on their website and see uh, what they've reviewed and what kind of questions they might ask. There was a book by Dr. Madan Kataria in Mumbai, India, called Laugh for No Reason. Dr. Kataria was doing research on the health effects of stress and the health benefits of laughter. And I became so enamored with it that I actually ordered the book. As I was reading, I put the book down and I Googled Laughter Club Charlotte. 
living here in, in Charlotte area, uh, and started going to what Dr. Kataria calls uh, laughter yoga. I now have incorporated that into my keynote presentations and do laughter therapy with hundreds of people. Well, that makes all the sense in the world because I know anytime I'm feeling kind of gloomy, a good laugh will kind of pick pick you up and get you get you out of that uh, gloomy spirit. Here's what I like to say. I ask people, and I ask them from stage, I say, how many people agree that laughter is contagious? And generally, just about the entire audience raises their hand. And I say, of course it is. If you walk into a room and everybody's laughing, what's the first thing that you do? Well, you laugh. You laugh. And laugh and smile. Come on. You know what the second thing you do is? You laugh some more. So funny. Say it one more time, Richard. You ask what's so funny. Okay, gotcha. So, so you know, laughter laughter's contagious. When you laugh... You're reducing stress. You're feeling better. You're you're getting positive endorphins running in your body. I do laughter presentations in front of groups, a couple hundred people, generally either cancer survivors or people with Parkinson's or whatever it is. And 15 minutes into it, I ask everybody here who over the last 15 minutes has forgotten about their disease, raise your hand. And Typically, more than half the room raises their hand. I absolutely agree, Richard. I'll tell you what, we have really enjoyed having you on today. You've been a great guest. And, folks, again, I uh, recommend you go to his website, www.ahandbookforlife.com. Thanks again, Richard. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. You're back with the Wealth Guardians radio show. He's Doug Ray. I'm Sean Lee. Uh, Doug, let's switch gears uh, here for a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about uh, IRAs, the ways that uh, some of the the best-kept secrets on how to uh, save as much money in taxes as possible. Let's talk a little bit about stretches. Well, it sounds good to me. I tell you, Richard really inspired me, though. I'm uh, kind of pumped up and motivated. There you uh, go. There you go. Before we get into it, I do want to make this uh, uh, mention this. Uh, If you go to our website, that's wealthguardiansradio.com, you can get a free Social Security analysis report. It's an exhaustive process that we can run through over 1,400 different strategy and age combinations uh, to help you identify what is the best way you can get the most benefits from your Social Security payments. Can you increase your lifetime income uh, by $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 over the rest of uh, both your life and your spouse's life? It's an easy uh, thing to do. Just go to the website, click on the tab. Uh, one of our uh, representatives will contact you next week. That sounds like a plan. You know, you mentioned uh, inherited IRAs and the stretch concept. I'm finding that a lot of folks don't realize that uh, you can stretch out an IRA or what we're even talking about. Well, it's interesting because, you know, all you need to do in order to be have access to a stretch IRA is just make sure that the IRA that you're inheriting, now obviously your parents, your grandparents, whoever's passing this IRA uh, or 401k on to you, they have to make sure that you are labeled as a uh, designated beneficiary. Okay, So if, for example, uh, your father has an IRA account and let's just say there's $500,000 in there. And let's say that you're 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 a fifty percent beneficiary on that five hundred thousand dollar IRA. So that two hundred and fifty thousand that you receive as an inherited IRA, you can do a couple things. First off, you can take it out. Yep. You can take it out of the IRA if you want to. Mm-hmm. Now, why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, I can think of one big reason 
taxes. Tax man. All of a sudden, you've just generated $250,000 worth of taxable income for this particular tax year. Okay, so that's going to shoot you up definitely into that highest tax bracket. Max you out. You're going to get maxed out. So another way that you can do it is that you can turn it into an inherited IRA and actually stretch it. So the idea here is, let's say you're, you know, 45 years old when you inherit this IRA. Well, you can start taking out required minimum distributions, which are just basically a small portion of the overall IRA, and it's calculated based on your life expectancy. But the idea here is that you can basically continue to defer that IRA, let it grow, let it compound, and you only have to take a a tax hit on just small portions every single year, which are called required minimum distributions. Yeah, you know, Sean, uh, the IRA account's been with us for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I got it starting 1974. So it's 40, what, 41 years old now. But the stretch part of it hasn't been around that long. I think that provision uh, came in about, what, 2000, 2001, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there? Yep, absolutely. You know, prior to that, non-spousal beneficiaries did have to deplete the account over a five-year period of time. Right. But now, since we have the stretch provision, uh, this is a great way to create a family legacy. It, it absolutely is. But the, the problem there is you have a limited time to make that election. You have to – and you, once you do it, if you do it, if you do it wrong, it can cause a monstrous tax bill. So you, know, you have to look at the situation. First off, did the person that you received that uh, IRA account, you know, had they started taking minimum distributions? So let's say, for example, we have a, uh, a 71-year-old. Your dad's 71. He passes away before he takes his first required minimum distribution, although he was supposed to take it. So a lot of people don't know that, hey, before you can take this inherited IRA, you actually have to take out his required minimum distribution. That's right. Okay. Then you can turn around and stretch it out based on your life expectancy. But if you don't take that minimum distribution, it could cost you up to 50% of what that distribution was supposed to have been. So, for example, if you got a million-dollar IRA account and he was supposed to take out, let's say, $35,000, okay, you didn't do it, all right, he passed, you didn't take out that minimum distribution, how much is that going to cost you? $17,500 to the tax man. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't mind paying my fair share, but there is no way that I should be paying a 50% tax bill on money that my father had spent his lifetime accumulating. It's ridiculous. And, and you know what, Sean? This is happening more and more and more because I'm dealing with it right now with a client. Uh, he and his brother inherited their um, their mom's I- IRA, which mm-hmm. actually was, was their father's. And uh, she recently passed, and um, they know they've got to take out her uh, RMD because okay. it's a sizable one. Gotcha. Her, her RMD, I think, was over two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and uh, and they realize they have to get that out this year, and and, and they'll obviously get that fifty fifty. But can you imagine having having a, a tax bill on a two hundred thousand dollar RMD because you didn't take it fifty percent of it? Uh, please, can I get a do over? <laughs> 
I don't think they give do-overs. I don't think they give do-overs <laughs> either. So the point is you have to make sure that you're working with somebody who's qualified, somebody who is very familiar uh, with the tax code. And unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, depending on you know where those parents, where those grandparents actually held those accounts, the custodians or the companies that actually house those IRA, they may be very knowledgeable about it. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just open season. It's up to you to go out and get your own tax advice. They want to take a hands-off approach to it. And unless you sit down with somebody who has done this day in and day out, you may be costing yourself more money than you absolutely have to. No, no question about it. You know, that brings up another thought. Um, I'm often asked the question, I, th- I think you are too, from people, um, if I've left a company, should I roll my 401k to an IRA? Mm-hmm. And I generally always say, yeah, unless there's some extenuating circumstance. But Maybe they're under 59 and a half and they need some access yep. so they don't get hit with a undue penalty, stuff like that. Exactly. Right. But if your intention is to use a stretch provision, you have to roll it out because you can't stretch a 401k. No, you're absolutely right. You can't. So from, from that perspective... You know, again, outside of any just, you know, oddball situations, it makes sense to move it over to an IRA. Now, one thing you want to make sure if you, and especially if you haven't updated your IRAs or your, your 401k designations lately, you want to make sure that that paperwork is, is correctly filled out and that you have the right, first off, right beneficiaries on there. Um, has something changed? You know, have you gotten remarried? You know, do you have your ex-wife on as your, as your IRA beneficiary? Now, now, you know, one, you, you, you probably got divorced for a reason. There, you, you weren't, <laughs> things weren't going so well. But, you know, to leave her as your beneficiary, she's going to be loving you. For, I mean, that's not the right right, right way to do well, it. Hey, you know, we opened the show with that case study about the teacher in New York City. If that ever happens, the beneficiary on that beneficiary form trumps anything else. So if your ex is still on there, you better change it. You better change it, absolutely. So um, another thing you need to do, if you are the recipient of an uh, uh, inherited IRA, first off, you got to make sure that that paperwork is filled out correctly. You have to have it titled so that your name is on there, so that your, your, the, the descendant's name is on there. And again, these are things that we can talk to you one-on-one. Just give us a call or actually just go to the website at wealthguardiansradio.com. WealthGuardiansRadio.com. We'll be happy to do an IRA beneficiary review, make sure everything's titled the way it should be so that uh, you can get the most money you can without paying Uncle Sam. Again, you want to keep it right here. You've been listening to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show with Doug Ray and Sean Lee. Have a great weekend. The opinions expressed by Beacon Wealth Advisors and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it's suitable for your specific situation. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice and should not be relied on as such. You're encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional advisor. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services are offered through Brookstone Capital Management, a registered investment advisor. Brookstone and Beacon Wealth Advisors are independent of each other.